An interesting question was posed to me. Can this version of the Warriors win a championship? Let's go. What's happening? Thanks for joining us. John Lund Unleashed from the Locked On Podcast Network. Lots of different ways you can access the show. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, thank you very much. We're going to have some graphics up today. If you enjoy graphics, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much wherever you're listening on the podcast. We'll get into the Warriors today. Tomorrow is opening day for the Giants, so I'll be on the field for opening day on my show on KMBR, which you can hear in the Bay Area. KMBR 680, the booming signal from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific time with the voice of the 49ers, Greg Papa. You can also stream that. we got a new app at KMBR 680 as well, so make sure that you listen. So we'll get into a lot of Giants, and I will post a, uh, a video tomorrow on the YouTube channel, a show on the YouTube channel, looking at the Giants so far. They beat the White Sox, and they've got 15 home runs on the season through six games. And so we'll get a ton into the Giants tomorrow ahead of opening day. And then if you're down at the ballpark, come down to the by the Giants dugout. I'll be hanging out doing the show from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, so make sure that you hang out there. But let's get into a little bit of Warriors. And the reason I wanted to talk about this specific topic today of the Warriors winning a championship at the beginning of the season, of course they can win a championship. They're the defending champs. Uh, As we sit now, they could be anywhere from the the 6, the 7. You know, they could get into the play-in, 6, 7, 8, whatever. Hopefully they're the 6. We'd like to see them take on Sacramento and for all our – Sacramento listeners, it's it's no offense to you. I've said that many times. I'm going to show you some odds today, which kind of prove this thing. But anyway, let's get into this. And the whole reason I wanted to was because I read a piece by a good friend of ours, Sam Amick, who we often have on the show on KMBR. And um, Sam wrote the following piece in The Athletic. Why the Warriors, and if you're li- watching on the YouTube channel, you can see this. Please subscribe. Unleash uh, Barry Sports Talk with John Lund or on the podcast, which you can get the podcast anywhere. Uh, you get your favorite podcast, Apple, Spotify, all those kind of things. So however you listen, however you watch is fine. I have the graphic up. Why the Warriors with Andrew Wiggins' looming return are straight, uh, still a threat to win it all again. And Sam writes this piece. And I'm going to take one paragraph out of the piece. It's a, it's a fine piece. talks a lot about Wiggins. It's ground that we have covered on the podcast. So I'm just going to use this specific uh, paragraph in there. And you should go read it. You should absolutely subscribe to The Athletic. I make no money on it, but the guys who do it, from Marcus Thompson to Sam Amick, and the guys covering the Warriors to guys covering the 49ers like uh, Matt Barros and and uh, David Lombardi and the whole crew, and I'm, you know, I don't want to leave anybody up, uh, Tim Kawakami, all these guys, they, they write great stuff. So Sam Amick writes the following, and, and Sam's a national NBA writer. Inconsistency and all, you don't have to squint as hard lately to see that the defending champs still have that same indomitable spirit that was born out of what they've built. As it stands, they're in sixth place in the West with two games to go, Friday at Sacramento, Sunday at Portland. First-round matchup against the potent but unproven Sacramento Kings most likely could be the first step in their journey to an epic title defense. So that's what Sam writes. And so it got me to thinking to myself, well, what are the odds? What are the chances? What would have to happen? Because within the piece he talks about, as many people do, Andrew Wiggins being the key. And I think, and it's no offense to anybody who says that, but let me explain something. They have virtually have the same record with or without Andrew Wiggins this season. What everyone is assuming, because Andrew Wiggins wasn't this early in the season, that there's Andrew Wiggins, the Andrew Wiggins that was two-way wigs in the playoffs and helped them win the championship last year in an unexpected way. He was great, but he hasn't consistently been that guy his entire career, and he hasn't consistently been that guy this season. 
So to me, Andrew Wiggins is not the key to the Warriors winning a championship, but I'll get into that in a second. Put a pin in it, and I'll tell you who is and, and why. But I just want to give you a couple of things. First of all, let's go to the bracket at this particular point. All right, this is what it looks like as of Thursday afternoon. Things could change, but the, the big thing is uh, Wednesday night, the Clippers beat a tired Lakers team. And by the way, I don't mean to harp on this. LeBron is awesome, man. I'm not. I'm. He's on the Mount Rushmore of greatest players. He's not better than Jordan. And the one thing that bothers me today is the built-in excuses that we all make for these guys. You know, guys back in the day, get off my lawn. You can call me that if you want. But they played 40 minutes. They played 82 games. They didn't bitch and moan about travel, which was far worse. They didn't worry about or talk about four games and five nights and back-to-backs and make excuses why they were tired. It just wasn't a discussion point. I've been covering the NBA for for 25 years. I've traveled beats with teams with the Portland Trailblazers, with the, the Jailblazers from Rasheed Wallace and Scottie Pippen and Steve Smith and Damon Stoudemire. The Utah Jazz, 97 and 98, when they played Michael Jordan and, and Stockton Malone played every game, and Jordan played 82 games in 44 minutes. And it's just, they never, I, I can tell you from being in all those press conferences, and this is just a peeve of mine, not one time, not one time did they ever say, we were tired off a of back-to-back. Phil Jackson never said it as the coach of the Bulls. Jerry Sloan never said it as the coach of the Jazz. Didn't say it. Didn't say it. And they didn't eat as well. They didn't travel as well. It just was we lost or we won. It was bottom-line business. And to hear LeBron James at the end of that uh, Clippers-Lakers game say, oh, the schedule got us, not an excuse. And if it is, it's a crummy one. I hate it. It's a peeve of mine. You play, you win, you lose. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the circumstances. They get rested all the time. Stars rarely play on back-to-backs anymore. They certainly don't go Denver to, you know, whatever, or Utah like they did. They would have sat out this game anyway. It's easier than ever to play. So I'm not hearing that. And I think it's ridiculous when superstars bring it up. You won or you lost. No excuses. Anyway, I'm over it. All right, so the Lakers lose to the Clippers, and they're in the seven hole right now. Now, I I don't want to get into all the scenarios and what-ifs because we've done it so many times. I'm just asking a simple question. And again, at John Lund Radio on Twitter, Instagram, I check Twitter more. Put it on the comments section here on the YouTube channel. Can they win a championship? That's all I'm asking. All right, I'm not getting into all of the uh, – I'm not drudging down into all the minutia of what is it going to look like at the end. I'm just telling you, as it sits right now, as you look in the middle of the bracket right there, Sacramento and Golden State, and congratulations to the Kings. They won the division. They broke that long playoff string. I think it's incredible. But in the NBA, there are steps to take. And now, now maybe the Kings will vanquish the champs, and that will be their first step onto this being a long and fruitful X amount of years for the Kings. And that would be great if it was. But as far as the Warriors are concerned, I don't think they're dead yet. I'm not dead yet. And I think they would win that series. Now, Memphis would play the seven. I'm going to go ahead and say, because if you don't know the rules of this play-in tournament, seven, eight, whoever wins that, they automatically go in. So let's say the Lakers beat New Orleans. Hopefully they have enough rest. Lakers beat New Orleans. They play Memphis in the first round. Wouldn't surprise me if the Lakers beat Memphis. Would all depend to me on the way Anthony Davis plays. Because when Anthony Davis plays to his full potential and just dominates people, the Lakers are going to probably beat anybody. But let's just say for the sake of conversation, Memphis moves on. So now you, if the Warriors beat uh, Sacramento, they play the winner of probably Memphis and the Lakers. All of that is doable is my point without not getting into too much minutia of who's going to land where. I'm just looking at it right now. The other side of the bracket is Denver and Phoenix and the Clippers, and the Clippers could beat Phoenix with their depth. But with a Kevin Durant-Phoenix team, they're probably going to move on. And now Denver and Phoenix play each other, and they knock each other out. If you end up on that other side of the bracket, 
and you replace the Warriors with uh, the Clippers with the Warriors, and the Warriors and the Clippers move down to the six and take on Sacramento, then what you're looking at is having to play Phoenix in the first round and Denver in the second round and going to that altitude. That's not optimal. Now, look, they could drop to the seven and play Memphis, and I still think they're okay. I want You want them on the other side of the bracket is my point. So whether you have to travel all that way to play Memphis, not great, but Sacramento would be close. Sacramento doesn't have the playoff experience. And before you bitch and moan at me, if you're up in Sacramento, take a look at this. If you look at the odds, all right, this is Vegas, and everybody, everybody says, oh, I bet this, and I bet that, and I bet this, and I bet that. Well, when it's time to put money on the table, and you actually have to say, okay, I'm laying my hard-earned money down. That's when the rubber hits the road and everybody says, I don't know, I'm going to put money up. So this is, this is what's real, right? The, the, the realness of it all is this. So they don't do it up and down. As you can see, it goes left to right. So the Bucks are the, are the favorites right now at plus 240. Celtics are at plus 360. The Suns are actually the favorite in the West at plus 500. Then the 76ers, then the Nuggets tied with the Warriors. So bitch and moan all you want if you're in Sacramento going, we're not getting any respect. Beat the Warriors and you'll get it. Because if you notice there, I just, just for the heck of it, threw up a Warriors bet. So if you don't understand betting, plus 950 is 9.5 to 1. So if you put up 100 bucks and win 950, you see that up in the right-hand corner? The Kings, uh, conversely, and this is Vegas, and this is what they do, okay? They can be wrong, but they're often not. My dad used to tell me back in the day when I'd go to Vegas, yeah, I'm going to Vegas. And he'd be like, well... Vegas wasn't built on winners, son. So that's just how it works. So if you want to bet that same 100 bucks on the Kings, 6,500 bucks or 65 to one. So it's not me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm just telling you the truth, which is the Sacramento Kings are 65 to one to win an NBA championship at this point, And the Warriors are nine and a half to one tied with the Nuggets and tied for the second best odds in the West. Clearly, Vegas thinks either the Celtics, the Bucks, maybe even the Sixers could win the championship, certainly ahead of the Warriors. But back to Sam Amick's piece, which is why the Warriors with Andrew Liggins, Wiggins' looming return are still a threat to win it again. And the biggest argument for the Warriors winning it again is throw, throw yourself, because all what you do is you get too close to a situation. I know I do this all the time. I get too close to a situation, and it's hard to see it objectively. So back up for a minute and do it this way. If you, if you wonder if the Warriors are a threat in the Western Conference, I know what their road record is. It's 9-30. and 30. I know that a team with 38 losses has only won an NBA championship once. The Washington then Bullets. The Washington Bullets beat the uh, Seattle Supersonics in 1978 with 38 losses with a 44-38 and 38 record. So it has been done. No team has won an NBA championship lower than the sixth seed. That's what the Houston Rockets did. They were 47-35. The, the Warriors would be a sixth seed. So it's been done from a six. It's been done with 38 losses. They haven't looked good. It hasn't been done with a team that was 9-30 and 30 on the road, but we all believe, I think, that the Warriors are going to go on the road. And you don't have to win all the road games. You just have to win one, and they've done it for, what, 29 consecutive series? So in my mind, they'll probably still do that. Now, can they hold serve at home? Probably. But let me go back to my point, which is this. Don't look at it from a Warriors perspective. Look at it from the other team's perspective. So if you look at the Western Conference and you say, okay, you got to bet on somebody. I just showed you the odds. you got to bet on somebody in the Western Conference. And when you bet on somebody, you want to get some decent odds. So what's the best bet in the Western Conference? It's the Warriors at 9.5 to 1. 
because not only have they won last year's championships, they've won others. Okay, you're the Phoenix, you're the Phoenix Suns. Who don't you want to play? You afraid of Denver? Not really. You afraid of Memphis? Probably not. It's the Warriors. If you're Denver, who do you not want to play? Now, maybe you could say Phoenix with Kevin Durant. That's who I would say. From a Warriors perspective, I would say the Suns with Kevin Durant would be the number one team I'd not want to play. Denver, I think they can beat, even though it's the altitude. I, I, I just think that it's not only the players, it's the adjustments they've made. So at, look at last year's NBA Finals. Early on, it looked like the Celtics are going to win. Warriors make adjustments, Warriors win. Warriors always make adjustments. They always beat you in the adjustments. Not always, but most of the time when they've been 100% healthy and 100% there, nobody's beaten them in the Western Conference. Nobody. Not, since this iteration of team came forward, when 100% healthy, the Warriors have never lost. So that's the history of it all. Yep, they're 9-30 and 30 on the road. Yep, they've been inconsistent. Yep, they don't guard the ball well enough. Yes, they can get beat on the boards. I mean, there's all these different things. They don't have size. I, I Look, I wasn't, an, I wasn't a proponent of trading James Wiseman, but they won a championship last year without James Wiseman. Now, can you do that against Denver and Jokic? Can you do it against Philly with their size and Embiid? Can you do it against Milwaukee? Can you do, you know, there's a number of uh, – Memphis can be uh, a handful as far as size is concerned. There's no doubt that there's a lot of size, both in the East and the West, that could stop them. But let's just stop in the minute just for a second and look at the Western Conference because those are the odds I just threw up there. If you were another team, if you're the Kings, who do you fear the most? If you're the Suns, who do you fear the most? If you're the Nuggets, who do you fear the most? If you're the Grizzlies, who do you fear the most? I mean, go on down the line. It's always a team with experience. Because they know exactly what it takes. And what's happening in the Western Conference, it's really funny to look at the standings. Because at the top, you have younger, unproven teams. You have Denver 1, you have Memphis 2, you have Sacramento 3. What do they all have in common? They haven't won anything. They haven't even come close to winning anything. So what do teams like that do? They race the entire 82-game season and think, I'm going to get home court. I'm going to put myself in the best spot. i got to win all these games. we got to play as many guys as we possibly can. Now, all those teams have gone through certain levels of issues this year. Nobody's gone through what the Warriors have gone through, whether it be injury, whether, I mean, it started with the punch in training camp, goes through Andrew Wiggins, injuries throughout the year, trying to figure out uh, different uh, different lineups. Can you still have the young and the old? And all these different things have happened. And generally speaking, and this is a life issue as much as it, as it is a sports issue, when you go through issues like that personally, you don't have to be a, a professional to know this. You don't have to be you don't have to know NBA basketball to know this. What happens when you go through these type of things as a person? Makes you stronger. Makes you better. Well, what the belief with the Warriors is, all right, with all that stuff behind you, there's one thing now to concentrate on. Because clearly, and this is the way the NBA is working, especially in the Western Conference, clearly it doesn't really get anyone overly excited to win a bunch of games. I mean, Denver's going to win 50-plus. Memphis is going to win 50-plus. The Kings could win right at 50 before, it was like if you were winning 50 games, you were the eighth seed in the Western Conference. It was a big deal to win games. That's switched. Now it's, are we getting enough rest? We can't play guys on back-to-back. Whoa, 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 whoa. What does the monitor say? You know, that's what it's about. It's about now, okay, let's make sure that we're ramping everybody up for the playoff chase. Because now that 10 teams get in, it's not as big of a race to win as many games as you can. And there's, there's, there's really three classes going on right now in the Western Conference. There's the teams that know who have won championships or veteran teams who are trying to get their teams to be at the right place at the right time, which is playoff time. The Warriors are that. The Lakers are that. You know, they've won a championship. 
the Clippers, even though they haven't won it with this iteration, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is trying to do that. A Kawhi Leonard team is trying, you know, led team is trying to do that. They're a veteran team with Paul George and Westbrook and older guys on their team. So they're not racing out to try to win 60 games. So there's that class. There's the class I just told you about at the top, younger, unproven teams. They're going to try to win as many games as they possibly can. And then you just have the teams that suck. You have the Rockets and the Spurs, and they're looking looking for Victor Wombayama. And then you kind of have, I guess there's another class, which is kind of in the middle. Dallas, Utah, et cetera. They don't, they're not bad enough. They're not good enough, that kind of thing. But those are kind of the classes. All right, so now you have teams, and they're led by the Warriors because I think they have the most talent of the Lakers, the Clippers, the Warriors, where they just say, look, there's 16 wins to the title. Whatever happened in the regular season doesn't matter. Yeah, we had a bunch of issues. Yeah, we had a bunch of injuries, but here we are. And generally speaking, while I would say that Steve Kerr has certainly not had his best regular season because he hasn't been able to motivate a team that is really tough to motivate, and they have had injuries and all these other different things, but the reality is he hasn't been able to push the magic buttons that have motivated this team at the proper time. For example, in Denver the other night, that's a game that passed Warriors teams through this run would have won. There's no question. Whether Clay's shot would have went in, whether they just wouldn't have let up on the gas pedal. They've done these kind of things since they won the 73-9 and where they realized, you know what, we don't have to do this. We don't have to crush ourselves through a season. We can win 50. Last year they won it from a three seed, winning, what, 53 games? I mean, they, they understand that now. Now, they, they potentially are going to do it winning 44 games and losing 38, which would be the, uh, the least amount tied with the Washington Bullets, as I've told you. But my point in all of this to say – they can win it. Now, should they be the favorites? Again, they're not the favorites. I put the odds up for you, and I'll put them up again. They're not the favorites. Milwaukee is. Boston is. Uh, the Suns, we're assuming Kevin Durant is. The 76ers are. But the amount of respect that Las Vegas is showing, and I'll say this again, when you put money down, that's when reality hits. It's not screaming A. Smith. It's not Kendrick Perkins. It's not a bunch of people just doing it for ratings and stupid stuff and, and, and clicks and likes and all these kind of things. Money is the ultimate, all right? Money makes everybody honest. Hey, you say this and you say this and we'll do a talk show. Money, it makes people honest. So Vegas believes that the Warriors tied with the Nuggets are the second biggest threat in the, in the, the second biggest threat to get to the NBA Finals and win it in the Western Conference. Tied it plus 950 or nine and a half to one. Phoenix is five to one. You look at Sacramento, 65 to 1. I didn't tell you that. That's what, that's what Vegas is saying. Now, maybe you're a Kings fan and you put money up. I mean, look, maybe they're going to be really good. This is a young, good team. Next year, it's going to be different. Those odds are going to be different. But if you believe in the Kings right now, 65 to 1 is ridiculous odds. Getting the Warriors at 9.5 to 1, I think, is ridiculous odds. But Vegas is saying they're the second biggest threat in the Western Conference. So back to Sam Amick's piece can they win a championship? Yeah. Do they have a lot of questions? Absolutely. Now, the key for people to say that Andrew Wiggins is the key, he's not. We all know that. Because they went out and they got GP2, and Jonathan Kaminga has emerged, and Draymond Green, I'm going to assume, is going to play really good defense, and Dante DiVincenzo is in there. They've got a bunch of guys who can cover wings. Andre Iguodala is not going to come back, but he's 39 anyway and can only do it in short spurts. And you're going to have to deal with, you know, at some point, now early on in the playoffs, you're going to have to deal with everything that the Kings throw at you. And then Memphis has got a bunch of guys from John Morant, and, you know, they have wings and bigs, and you're going to have a, need a lot of defenders there. If you run into Kevin Durant, that's going to be the number one thing. How many guys can you throw at him? Now, Wiggins is going to help. I'm not saying he's not. 
But you have a bunch of guys you can throw at him. And I'll say this again and again and again. Everyone's putting all this pressure on Andrew Wiggins to be the guy who was in the playoffs in the finals last year. I doubt we see that guy this year. So the key is Steph goes off and stays healthy. The key is Draymond Green stays focused and in line and not screaming and not losing his head and, and being right on the line, Draymond Green. And Kevon Looney can rebound enough and give them enough size against a lot of teams that are that are going to be uh, deal with them inside. It's going to be tough to deal with them with their size. It's going to be a complete team effort. That's what it's going to be. It's not going to be, oh, my gosh, Andrew Wiggins is back. It's going to be the continued growth of, of Jonathan Kaminga. It's going to be on Steve Kerr, who has not pushed the right buttons in the regular season, found them to continue what he's always done in the playoffs as the head coach of the Warriors, which is, oh, this is the thing, this is the adjustment we can make, or these are the adjustments we can make. They've out-adjusted teams in most playoff series, hence they've won most playoff series. And when they haven't won, it's Toronto when guys get hurt. It's Cleveland when Draymond teabags. Now, I'm not saying that they haven't gotten their share of luck, whether it be Kyrie Irving or different guys getting hurt. They have, and that's a part of it. When people say, oh, what if this? Look, all of it's a part of the game. Go back to what I said at the beginning about LeBron James bitching last night and using the, uh, we played in Utah last night excuse. It happens. It, 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 sorry, part of the game. You know when you play a board game uh, back in the day, video games, this is all part of the game, and it's the same thing in the reality of the NBA. Back-to-backs are part of it. Not in the playoffs or not, which is another reason why the Warriors have an opportunity to win a championship. Now, would I, would I bet? I don't know. See, and again, here's, here's where the rubber hits the road. If you say that the Warriors can win a championship, how much you willing to bet? Put it in the comments. Honestly, how much would I be willing to bet on the Warriors? I mean, it all depends on your income bracket, of course, but I wouldn't be so shy to say, I don't know, 500 bucks in the Warriors. I don't know but where that puts you. Would you put 1,000, which is 100? Would you put 10? Would you put 50? Would you put 100 on the Kings? That's where the rubber hits the road. Anybody in the comment section can say, yeah, they're not going to win it. Or, yeah, they're going to win it. No problem. A lot of things have to go right. I do have a theory. The more, th- the more ifs you have, whether it's playoffs, regular season, whether it's hockey, basketball, baseball, football, life in general, the more ifs you have, the more likely it is that things won't, won't work out for you. So if I look at a, you know, a certain – if I look at the Giants, if the pitching, if the relievers, if the defense, if the – the less ifs you have, right? Steph Curry is not an if. And that's just the way it goes. Now, is Draymond Green an if? No, not in the playoffs. Is Clay Thompson an if? Not in the playoffs. So you start looking at young teams, if the Kings. There's a lot of ifs. Now, they had a great regular season. They should be celebrated for it. But the Warriors won 65 games. And I'm not going to say nobody remembers it, but nobody cares because it's about winning a championship. That's great. You won all those games in the regular season. They don't put up banners for Denver. You were the number one seed. Congratulations. What would you do in the playoffs? We lost. Hey, you won 65 games. Awesome. What would you do in the playoffs? We lost. It's just championships. It Everything gets wiped dry. The, the erase board gets wiped, and here are your matchups. And we all know this about the playoffs. It's about matchups. So who are you going to match up with? And to me, if you want to say what's the biggest key, who do they get? Because if they have to go to the other side of the bracket and get the Suns and the, and the Nuggets, I don't think they're coming out of the West. If they go to the other side, which is where they are with the sixth seed right now, and I'll pop this up one last time, if they go to the other side of the – if they go to this bracket as it is currently constructed and they go Sacramento-Memphis or Sacramento-Lakers and then they take on whomever comes out of the other side, which is Denver or Phoenix, not Denver and Phoenix – 
And I wouldn't say that the Clippers couldn't win that Phoenix series, even with Kevin Durant, with the kind of depth that they have, if Paul George can be in it. I don't know that he can. But I think that's a big part of this whole thing. If you have to go through Phoenix, through Denver, and then whoever comes out of the other side of the bracket, say Memphis, then that's going to be an issue. Now, the other side of this whole thing is, as you look at the Eastern bracket, I, I, last year they beat a, a, a Boston team that had never been to the finals and went, okay, now you're looking at a Boston team that has that experience. You're looking at a Milwaukee team that has championships. They're, it, they're not going to out-experience Milwaukee. Milwaukee knows what it takes. Philadelphia hasn't been there with this current addition, but then it comes down to a matchup of size. Can you stop Joel Embiid? So this, this current discussion is only about the Western Conference. Can they win a championship? Eh. Can they come out of the Western Conference? I do believe if they're in the right side of the bracket, which is, as I've pointed out numerous times, Sacramento to Memphis or Sacramento to the Lakers into whomever comes out of the other side, I think they can do that. Now, can they beat Boston or Philly or Milwaukee? I think they can beat, oof, I think they can beat Philly, even though Embiid is a monster. And they might be able to beat Milwaukee. I don't know if they can beat Boston. I think that Boston's really, really good. And this matchup, and they played each other. And, I mean, they could. They figured them out last time, but that one would be tough. So, anyway, there's a quick look at it. Can the Warriors win a championship despite the type of season that they had this year? Who's the key coming out of it? All those type of questions. Give me your thoughts on it. I'd love to hear it as we sit with just a couple of games left in the regular season. And I didn't want to get through the minutia of if this and if that and if this and if that. We've done that a million times. Simple question. Raised by Sam Amick today in The Athletic. Can they win it? Do you think they'll win it? What would you put down? How much money? Hit it in the comment section at John Lund Radio. Thank you so much for joining the YouTube channel. If you haven't done that, please subscribe. All you have to do is search Bay Area Sports Talk, John Lund Unleashed, any of those things. And then, of course, the podcast as well. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And, of course, Pop and Lund on KMBR 680 and the KMBR app, KMBR.com. It is John Lund, Unleashed, Barry, a sports talk only here on the Locked On Podcast Network.